Grace and peace to you. Sometimes when stories like this morning's gospel are character rich, the pastor preaches a first person account, imagining the story from the perspective of one of the lesser characters. It's one thing to hear the story and place ourselves in the roles of Mary or Martha, but imagine being the messenger who brought the news that Lazarus was ill. Full of expectation, perhaps, that Jesus would return with him to Bethany. Or being one of the disciples who cautioned Jesus against returning to Judea, preferring to stay out of sight and away from the attention of the religious authorities. What we hear and what we see depends largely on where we sit or where we find ourselves in the story. As I listened to the story this week, I found myself sitting with the ones who are grieving alongside Mary and Martha. During these first two weeks of precautions to slow the spread of the coronavirus, my grief has not been as immense as the grief that accompanies the death of a loved one. But it has been real grief all the same. Certainly for the loss of our in-person gathered community and for the sacrament of Holy Communion and for the absence of visits to congregation members in nursing homes and assisted living, but also well beyond our congregation and ministry. For the high school theater productions that won't make it to the stage. For grandparents who don't get to visit newborn grandchildren as quickly as they planned for people living with illness or pain who are having to postpone medical procedures and operations, for high school and college seniors whose plans have been disrupted, for teachers who don't know if they'll see their students again this school year, for workers who have lost work and pay, and for Shelby's small business owners who have worked so hard to make Shelby alive. I expect you can add your own half dozen or more laments. And I want to give you a minute to do just that. In the chat or comments, out loud from wherever you are worshiping this morning or silently in your hearts. Name something that you have lost during this time of social distancing and staying at home.
in our grief. It would be easy to join Martha and Mary in saying, Lord, if only you had been here, it would have been different. But Lazarus didn't die because Jesus wasn't there. It's true that Jesus stayed away, and it's true that Lazarus died. But there's no cause and effect relationship between the two. As much as we want to see one, because we want an explanation that makes sense, there isn't one. Similarly, I have heard and read where people are saying the coronavirus is like God hitting a reset button or that God is getting our attention by letting the virus spread so that we will pay attention to first things and return to God. I absolutely believe God is present in the midst of this disease and our community response. But I do not believe that God willfully let more than 30,000 people worldwide, each one beloved by God, die because we weren't devoted enough. The way of Jesus doesn't avoid death. Facing the reality of human mortality and finitude, that death cannot be avoided, Jesus didn't perform a miracle. Jesus knew that God's future hope for the world is persistent that God is at work even when all we can see is the death in front of us. So when Jesus met Martha and then Mary away from their home, he didn't hurry their grief or ignore the weight of their loss. He grieved alongside the sisters, weeping for the loss of their brother and his beloved friend. And then together they waited for the Lord. Because in the words of the psalmist, in God's word is our hope. In John's prologue we read, And the word became flesh and lived among us. In Jesus God's word is alive. For us, even when all we can see is the death in front of us. Grief is complex. There is grief for what we have lost. There is grief at our circumstances now. And there is anticipatory grief for what will be different in the month ahead. Martha and Mary bear witness to the complexity of grief and how we can hold anger and frustration or disappointment and faith all at the same time. Unnamed grief 
create separation and distance, cutting us off from others. But Jesus embraces the sisters, letting them name their disappointments and reminds them what they know about God's saving power. Together at the tomb where Lazarus is buried, Jesus then calls out to him by name and commands him to come out, telling the people around him to unbind him and let him go. Again, this is God's work. God's word at work against death. God's call restores us to community, whether we are buried by grief or entombed behind heavy stones. God calls us to come out of the places where we have been stuck, even when the stench of whatever sin binds us still lingers. And God invites others to help us find freedom and new life in Christ. The way of Jesus doesn't avoid death, but it does defeat it. And that is good news indeed. Thanks be to God. <laughs>